Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day and welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast. This is Was, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nick. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel weird introducing you because it's like you're my co-host. I shouldn't be introducing you. No, no, I guess I'll just have to man up or woman up and introduce myself. Yeah, you see, we can't say that anymore, can we? No, we can't. Can we say no. man up? Not politically correct, I'm sure. No, but we're not really politically correct either, are we? Not on Fuck It Friday. <laughs> That's right. So in case you hadn't figured out, you've joined us on Fuck It Friday. This is our episode on the Tradies in Business podcast where I put on my crazy podcasting voice, which I can't help doing, <laughs> hey. But uh, but this is the episode where I avoid saying ums and ahs because I use my podcasting voice. And Nick and I... Or Coxie. I prefer to call you Coxie. I've been calling you Coxie a lot now. You can uh, call me Coxie. Coxie works. So Coxie and I just talk about whatever, whatever. And uh, it could be anything from, I think, past ones we've had conversations about violence. And our first mm-hmm. one was about swearing. Mm-hmm. And we've discussed the silly season already. <sighs> um, yeah, wasn't that fun? And uh, we're not there yet, but this is number eight. Fuck it, Friday number eight. And today we decided we would talk about the fact that the customer is always right. Right? Wrong. What? That can't be right, Was. Surely not. Well, that's that's what I was always taught. The customer is always right. I think we're all taught that the customer is always right, including the customer. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's part of the trouble. G'day to all the customers of mine <laughs> listening to the podcast. You're not always well, they're right. They're always right. No, no that's they're different. not. <laughs> and my clients, you know what? Any of my clients who want to disagree with me, good luck with that. But uh, <laughs> send me a message, make it a private one so nobody knows we're arguing. <laughs> but you're not always right. And I think they know that. They would never assert that they're always right. I don't think that somebody would take somebody on. Somebody would take somebody on. That's a terrible sentence. I don't think that a business would be looking for somebody to work with to improve their business if they didn't think there was a better way to do things. I think you're in a bit of a unique situation there. Uh, I don't know. I've had some clients over the years. I'll fess up to this. Not that I've got anything to fess up to. But anyway, I've had some clients over the years <laughs> that I've literally had arguments with. Mm-hmm. And so your assertion that, well, you know, they want to improve their life or their business or whatever, why would they disagree or, you know, take issue with me or my advice? It happens. I'm sure you've had the same, haven't you? Oh, do we really want to go down the path of my clients? (laughs) (laughs) We love hearing about your client stories. Yeah, you make that sound like all you ever had was shit clients. No, they're not all bad. And... Uh, I guess depending on how I condition them, if I'm really honest, makes a difference to how it's 
accepted, I suppose, when there needs to be some sort of critical feedback or, and that happens regardless of what business I think about working in, whether it be back in my pharmacy days when you were having to very delicately tell people that perhaps they needed to look at a lifestyle change uh, Mm -hmm. or when I'm talking about in the construction business when clients were telling you they were right but they were actually very wrong Um, or even now working with businesses as a mentor, um, I think it's probably about how I condition the client first, although there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. Yeah, and you said it, I need to back up in my brain when you said about positioning them. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's key is... Part of the problem is this, I don't know where the hell it came from. I'd love to know who came up with this bullshit that the customer is always right. Oh, it's a horrible saying. Because it's a crock. Because we're, we're not. I'm a customer and I'm not always right. Well, I think I am. But but the reality is that I'm not always correct. Nobody is always correct. No, of course not. So whoever came up with it, you're an idiot. <laughs> and thank you for making business owners' lives miserable everywhere. But it's still a really crap dynamic that people seem to get stuck with, business owners, you know, and tradies especially, where I think we were, we're our own worst enemy with this stuff because everyone's got mm-hmm. a horrible customer story. I've got, I've got two. In 10 years of, of um, being a business coach and a tradie wingman, I've got two crappy stories of of customers who I just wish I'd never dealt with. Yep. Uh, one of which I ended up in a bit of a mini legal battle with over some mm-hmm. just bullshit they made up. Things that I didn't say, never ever would have suggested um, and in the end had to get my solicitor involved and it was... What it came down to was they owed me a shitload of money in fees that they promised me, and I kept working with them stupidly, um, gave them a whole heap of business advice and help and everything else, um, way beyond what I normally would do, and I tend mm-hmm. to over-service most of my clients, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't pay me. So when I sent them basically, not a 21-day stat demand, but I sent them a fairly firmly worded letter, Um to pay me my six months' worth of fees. I got a legal letter back from some dickhead solicitor with all these just absolute um, lies about what I'd said to them and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, that really pissed me off. Um, So where do you think that comes from? Like, I don't think any level of education would change the fact that a client would go to that extent to prove their point. In this case, I'm thinking they obviously didn't have the money to pay. No. But where? So is it like a sense of entitlement, do you think? Do you, do you think the clients think that they really in their own head position themselves to be right regardless of some constructive outside view? No, I don't know. There's probably a hundred different answers to that question. I think part of it, Part of what I'm starting to realise is that there's not many people that like to be wrong or mm-hmm. like to... Now, 
it's not about whether I am wrong or not, but it's whether I think I'm wrong. Yes. You know, if I think I've screwed up, I feel bad, and it may or may not be the case. Quite often I think I've screwed up and I haven't. Mm-hmm. Right, But I, I go, oh, shit, I got that wrong, and so I feel bad. And I yes. think there's a few ways people go with that. It's either accept the fact that we screwed up and try and rectify it and take responsibility and do all that wonderful stuff that that uh, you and I both teach and try and walk the talk. Is that the right terminology? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's other people who don't they don't default to that responsibility and ownership. So when they think they've screwed up they go to defensiveness and anger and they go on the attack as a way, I think, to protect themselves from being exposed. Yes, agree. Is, is what I've discovered and that tends to be what I've seen, not just with myself but with the clients I've worked with and just life in general. That tends to be where things get really shit is when people go on the attack um, to cover up the fact that they think they, they're wrong or that they fucked it up. So there's no excuse for that aggressive behaviour. And I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that they're becoming aggressive, but their behaviour is aggressive. Yeah. So how, like as a business owner, it's really hard. It's a big challenge to try and find a way through that sort of confrontation with a client because it also then impacts us and it creates an emotional response within us. Mm. So trying to distance yourself from that emotional response to deal with said difficult client can be the most challenging part of the entire process. Yeah. I guess that leads back a bit to the um, emotional intelligence stuff that we spoke about recently on the podcast. Mm. But um, I I don't know if I find I can't share too much of my story because it's yet to hit the legal front, Mm. but we had a situation in which we were extremely bullied by a client, extremely bullied. Now, I now understand why, and it had a lot to do with control and their need for control, but there's nobody calling out that poor behavior other than us, and that's a a tough battle. You know, there's no plenty, there's plenty of government authorities and bodies that you can go to and talk to or, or organizations you can talk to, but... It's not until you're in the thick of it that you realise there's nobody there to help you with that. You've got to deal with that on your own in one form or another. Yeah. And so I th- Yeah. And I was just gonna say, Nick, that there's there's a million different reasons and solutions to this and I guess the point of today's episode is not to try and solve it and do another how to. Uh, at least in my mind, the intent today was to point out and perhaps remind some people who some listeners who might be beating themselves up and feeling a bit belted around the head and like well shit maybe maybe customers are right and and if that's not the case that they're not right maybe I've just got to accept the fact that there's nothing I can do about it and and I would really counsel people against that victimhood of I have no choice so that's what I was about to lead into. I think it Sorry. comes down to no, no, you're right. I'm just trying to steal your thunder. Of course, <laughs> I think it comes down to us as business owners calling out poor behaviour. It doesn't matter when yep. or where or how it comes. It needs to be done in a responsible way. Of course, we don't need horrible confrontation. The front and it's no good for anyone. But you're an asshole. <laughs> so not like that. <laughs> yeah, not like that. 
I think it's just about calling out that poor behaviour so that it doesn't accelerate, right? Yeah. And and I I think that is – we're part of the problem, right? Listeners. Absolutely. Listeners, you're part of the problem. Uh, yeah, we're – at the fullest application of the principle of being above the line, you know, taking ownership and responsibility in our lives, everything mm. in our life is because of us. So everything in my life is because of me. All yes. of the good stuff, all of the shit stuff, all of the mediocre stuff, the stuff that I don't want, the stuff I haven't even thought of yet, it's all mm. because of me, right? Yep. And that's a really sucky proposition because I'm, I don't mind taking credit for the good stuff. But I don't really want to take credit for my ex-wife's shit. Nor client's shit. Thankfully, she doesn't listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> so that's, you know, at the fullest application of that principle, it's all me. So it's all you listeners. But that's not really, you know, on a day-to-day basis, that's kind of a hard thing to implement. And Especially when you've got a customer or a client yelling at you at the end of the phone. Yeah, true. But see, that's that's when it's already gotten too far down the track. Agreed. Because we let it go there. And and I reckon there wouldn't be too many people listening to this episode that could sit there and go, I don't let things go that far. No, I understand. It's really hard not to, though. And <laughs> when you think about the business owners that we know even, confrontation is hard. And how do you call someone out? You know, that's... A, that's well, see, this is That's the thing. A big ask. It, it is a big ask, but so is having a screaming match on the phone Absolutely. when it's all turned to shit. Mm-hmm. And and it's I know I refer back to this book a lot, which is Mark Manson's "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck," but mm-hmm. he talks about choosing which problems in life you want to have. Great. Yep. So you can choose the problem of arguing with a customer or getting sued by them or having your license revoked or, you know, going to small claims to get money off them or going and taking the shit out of their house because they didn't pay their bill or trying to get them to take negative reviews down on Facebook or whatever the, the you know, ensuing symptoms are. Mm-hmm. You can choose those problems as a trade business owner, or you could choose the problem of facing your fears around confrontation. And when you get that little nagging feeling in your gut that most of us tend to have, it's like, oh, I think this is, I don't know, maybe I should say something about this. But we let the little things go. Yes. And go and go and go. And then it turns into crap down yep, the track. And before you know it, there's a big horrible hairy issue in the corner that you got to deal with every day instead of dealing with the small things that mm-hmm. our fear and all that stuff and fear of confrontation or discomfort around some of those things we go we know we should say something right we know when yes. things are getting off track and how many of you can look back at a bad customer situation that you had and you can identify where things started to get off track I think it's probably an exercise I rarely do it or, or have rarely done it in the past, mm. but it's probably the best learning tool there is. Yeah, that debrief is great, but the problem is we keep repeating the friggin' yes. mistake because we let that fear of of having an early conversation and nipping it in the bud, we let that fear overcome action and mm-hmm. then there we are again. Same scenario, and I and I hear people talk about this. You know, tradies 
say, oh, you know, these bloody clients and this and that. And it's like, it's you're the one letting that happen. It's a big reality, isn't it? And it's a, it's, it's a, what, why am I stepping into this role in these fuck it Fridays of poking people in the breastbone going, you're the problem. (laughs) I may have got some anger issues. Please send it to Warwick at trainingsinbusiness.com.au. But it's, this is the, the paradox here is it's a shit thing to hear. It's a shit thing to hear someone like me sit here on a podcast in the safety of my padded cell um, recording room (laughs) (laughs) and say, listener, are you having trouble with customers? Are you having arguments, disagreements, misunderstandings? Guess what? It's you. It is you. But can I also just make them feel a little bit better by letting them know it's something that everybody goes through and that... You can't always totally control the outcomes. Yes, it is you. Yes, you can condition them. But sometimes even that doesn't work. Sure. But the the cool thing about that, and here's the paradox, is when you go, you know what? It's me. And that feels shithouse. But the great thing about going, it's me, is guess what? You can change that, right? Because we can't change the other people. And you said it, Coxie, that... We can't control those other people. We can't control the legislation. We can't control the weather. We can't control so many things. But there's Mm -hmm. one thing that we can always control, always, and that is ourselves and what we promote, create, or allow in our lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. And if you're an allower, then you sort of passively let these things unfold and then fuck it. We're back here again. <laughs> if you're a promoter, then maybe you're too aggressive or whatever it is. You know, you're actively creating these or promoting those situations or you create them through self-sabotage and all sorts of other behaviors. But it all comes back to us. And and it really is a shitty paradox because it, it's uncomfortable, but it's awesome because when you figure that out and you start asking some critical questions, I know I did over the last four or five years with, you know, a 17-year marriage and relationship coming to an end and losing everything I had, like literally, um, including a part of my sanity. (laughs) It wasn't until I actually started asking questions like, okay, okay, what part might I have played in all of this, you know? What was I doing that maybe led to her shit behavior in that relationship because it's it's, so it's it's far too easy to point the finger at customers and say oh we're told customers are always right but they're fucking not they're a pain in the ass it's like where does that get you nowhere because you can't change them nope they will always be that way well we can influence them and that's that's the cool light bulb I see going on with a few people around the place there's and and there's a young guy I'm working with at the moment. I think that light bulb is going on for him with it when it comes to sales and price objections and those sorts of things. It's like, ah, I can really influence the way this plays out. Absolutely. Through my own behavior. And education's key. Yeah. So that comes back to positioning, right? So if we're positioning yep. our clients and we're educating them, they know exactly what to expect and we've set the expectations knowing that we can reach those expectations, suddenly the behavior from them becomes 
somewhat predictable, I suppose, because they know exactly what to expect and you're delivering. Yeah, and you don't always get it 100% right, but... Of course not. It's better than the alternative. And if you've been open, again, with that communication, then, yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't always get it right. No. And and that whole positioning thing, I love that you brought that up. It's, it's such an underutilized and I think um, misunderstood or or not aware of principle. That's really shitty English, but it's a fuck it Friday, so whatever I can say <laughs> to hell like. Um, a lot of people don't know what they don't know, myself yes, included. Of so a lot of people yeah. don't know that you can do this thing called positioning somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but you imagine if, if uh, you know, next time we catch up in person, because we're not doing this in person today, because um, through the wonders of modern technology, we can be, you know, an hour or so away from each other. Um, and still record an episode, which I think is pretty cool. It's very cool. Um, but if I said to you next time we catch up, well, let me flip this around. Next time we catch up, you know, we're chatting about the show and everything and, you know, we get a bit heated and I slap you in the face. Roger. Unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. You'd react pretty poorly, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably kick me in the balls, but anyway. Um, Probably. But if if I said to you, you know, that morning, it's like, hey, just letting you know, I've had a really shit couple of days with my ex-wife, been arguing with her, I'm feeling a bit angry, Um, you know, just, just a heads up when we catch up. If I get really pissy about stuff, can you just like either walk away or, you know, I'll probably try and hit you. I would. I would never do that. By the way, I'm not. A violent no, man. this is a terrible analogy because you would never ever do that. But that's the point, right? You wouldn't yeah. be expecting it. But if I said to no. you, if I positioned you and prefaced it, yes. then you would actually be mindful of that. Yeah, in that of course. Interaction, right? It was a really shit analogy. I usually have a better one than that, but that was shit. So, <laughs> I, I think the point might have got across. And if it didn't, listeners, please don't unsubscribe. Um, but you would behave differently if I gave you some positioning and some prefacing around how I was going to be, right? It's exactly right. And so it is exactly the same when we're dealing with customers. Mm -hmm. If we position them and preface things and say, hey, look, what's probably going to happen throughout this process of building your house is... Things are going to turn to shit at some point mm-hmm. or another, right? It's pretty much guaranteed. It's going to rain more than we thought. Subcontractors might not turn up. Um, the council's going to be a pain in the ass. Now, these are all the bad things that could happen. We do everything in our power to manage them so that they don't. But in the event that they do, you're going to get stressed and emotional because we totally understand how big a deal this is building a house. Um, it stresses us out too, to be honest. But when these things happen, what we're going to try and do is over-communicate with you. And if you'd be willing to do the same in return as over-communicate with us, then what we find is that things work out a lot better in the end. So how do you feel about us running the relationship that way? It's a great tool, isn't it? Because it's it's we're doing two things in that instance. We're educating people and we're opening the door for communication. And both of those are what's required for it to be as seamless as possible. Nothing's ever going to be completely without drama, but particularly when we're talking about a big project. But if we can 
keep them well educated, keep them understanding what to expect next, have them already have the view that there is a chance that there can be a problem, but we're doing everything we can to avoid that. Immediately they feel like you're in their corner, which you are. It's just that if you don't educate them about what's going wrong, they have no understanding that it's not necessarily your fault. It is your responsibility to fix the issue, but you are doing everything you possibly can to manage it along the way. And they'll make assumptions. If you don't do that positioning, they will make assumptions. Like if I smacked you in the head. <laughs> I'm going to assume laughable. you're it's, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Instead yeah. of... I wonder what's going on for him right now. You're not going to Yeah, think I'm not that. even going to think for two seconds. He's I'm just going to turn around and kick me in the balls. Exactly. <laughs> and we can laugh about this because we know it had never happened. <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's, I guess it's that extreme when you're building houses, right? Everybody, think about the way everybody's educated now. We're educated on television or the internet and the block takes a week or less and you've got a bathroom or a kitchen or you name it and it's done in the blink of, blink of an eye and it might be a small problem but it's not a large problem like you get in the real world and so that's what they expect they are expecting that you turn up there on Monday morning with all your tradies and a week later your bathroom is done <laughs> unless you educate them and that's we and I'm laughing because I know that that is fantasy oh, it's, it's an absolute stuff. exception to the rule but the problem is we know that as tradies, right? We yes. know how long things take. We know how complicated it is. We know how much it costs. We know how much labor is involved, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. we assume that customers do too. Correct. And those assumptions are often what get us in the poo. Assumptions are dangerous. Oh, they're, they're the... Um, one of my mentors used to say, assumptions are the root of all cock-ups. <laughs> I like that. Because those assumptions lead us down pathways that may or may not be accurate and generally they're not, right? Because the assumptions are based on our own perception of things, not the other person's perception. Correct. You know, I made an assumption that my marriage was fine. (laughs) It was erroneous. (laughs) But, you know, the lack of communication and, and openness... As uncomfortable as it may be, that lack of openness and communication just allows things to go in directions that we didn't anticipate or didn't want. Exactly, because our minds fill in the blanks. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, we just make up our own mind. We decide. We assume. We fill in the blanks. And before you know it, we're in trouble in one form or another. So I want to share one more thing. Um before we wrap up this fuck it Friday and not let it turn into an hour long was and <laughs> coxie rambling <laughs> philosophical As debate about everything. And and look, these episodes, listeners, if this is the first one you've listened to, sorry about that. Uh no positioning. <laughs> but uh they 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 can meander a little bit. Uh <laughs> but they rarely stay on topic. But but it is it's uh Coxie's are my opportunity just to unpack a few things that don't necessarily fit the whole how to improve your cash flow in three simple steps. Um <laughs> don't know why an American voice is appropriate, but anyway. So here's here's the thing, right? Um are customers always right? No, they're not. Should you tell them they're wrong? No, don't do that. No, Nobody likes to feel wrong, okay? That's not the, the solution here. In actual fact, 
it's it's um, very powerful to be able to make someone right, no matter how wrong they are. If if they're telling you that you said the that it would only take three days to do their bathroom renovation, and you know damn well that you would never have said that. It's not in the contract. It's very hard to then make that person right by saying, that's right. That it's possible that I said that. Can I just ask you a question about, you know, the work involved? How long do you think that would reasonably take? Or, you know, what whatever the scenario might be is to mm-hmm. to turn that conversation. But you do that by agreeing with them, by going with them. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to get on their side of the table. And yes. then they'll be much more open to hearing from you. But if you just say, no, I did not, then you've just you've got an argument on your hands and they will escalate and put up more walls. And the harder you push, the harder they'll push back. That's just human nature. You push on me, I'll push you back. We all want to be heard and validated. Absolutely. So as a business owner, we have the fantastic opportunity of stepping back and going, you know what? I want to hear from you first. Hmm. I want to hear from you first. You tell me how you're feeling. What What are you... And this is not my stuff. This is, you know, like negotiating one-on-one and diffusing conflict and all that sort of stuff is you mm-hmm. go with the person. It's like, right, okay, yeah, I, look, I totally understand how you'd feel like that. Or look, I don't understand how you'd be feeling like that, but I want to. Can you tell yeah. me where... When was it that you, you you're thinking I said that? And... What was the context? And look, would you be willing to to work on this with me? Now, some people are just, you're never going to make them happy. Very true. And you just got to accept that and kind of protect your business from that as best you can. And we've got plenty of episodes around that sort of stuff with contracts and HR and everything else. But Mm -hmm. if you you look back in the timeline, it's like, where did you let things turn to shit? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. It's It's a great question. I would think at the end of every job, if there's any been any kind of con- conflict, that's an exercise that we should do. And it's a mental, quick, easy one. Mm. But it's it's. I guess it's just a case of looking in the mirror and seeing how you as a business owner can do it better. And I do also want to position our listeners to understand that if they're getting those funny feelings before they sign the contract or do the mm. job, don't do it. No. Because they're not going to get any better. And it's okay to walk away. I think there's a real mentality, particularly in trades, that we have to get the next job. We have to have that job, even if we already know that that person might be the wrong person for us. Is that another job coming? It might be the wrong clientele. So we tend to say yes and then figure the rest out later. But at the end of the day, those decisions can block then you being able to take on any more work or better work because you're too busy dealing with this conflict that you knew was coming right from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's we go against our better judgment all the time in life. Yes. And I think most of our <laughs> most of our suffering can be traced back to those little things where it was like uh nah, it's nothing. I'm sure it's nothing. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll it'll be fine. Yep. This is fine. No, it wasn't. <laughs> nope. And it gets bigger and bigger until it's the elephant sitting in the corner. Mm-hmm. So, customers are not always right, and neither are no, you. True. Ne- neither are we as uh, as business owners. No. If you think you're always right as a listener, tell me. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. 
<laughs> this could be an interesting debate. I thought I was wrong once. <laughs> Only once? Yeah, and then I realised I'd made a mistake. <laughs> but you can... Oh, I was going to have something impressive <laughs> to say, but no, I'll let that one slide for another day. <laughs> Anywho, um, hey, listeners... I, I don't know. I, I feel like I want to name everybody, but it's hard when we get this many downloads because I can't – like we'd be here for four hours rattling through all the first names. This is weird because I, I feel like I'm having a conversation <laughs> with our listeners and I say, hey, listeners, and I know when I listen to podcasts, I don't go, who, who me? It's, it's just this like abstract term. Anyway, if you are listening to this in your car or your – lounge room or at your breakfast bar or smoko room or maybe even if you're sitting in the smallest room of the house um what do you think have you had a shitty customer scenario are your customers always right uh are you always right how have you dealt with it have you ever had that little nagging doubt in the pit of your stomach where it's like oh i don't know if i should be signing this client on <laughs> and you've done it anyway. How did it go? We want to hear from you, listener. Please. You, just you, that single individual person sitting on the throne listening to tradies in business. <laughs> I'm glad there's only one of them. Uh, yeah, we want to hear from you. And the best way to do that is, well, there's two ways, actually, that you can do that. You can go to Facebook Try not to waste too much time there. But go to Facebook, go to the groups area and join Tradies in Business if you're not already a member. If you're not, then I don't like you. Um, and the other way... <laughs> but you, you should totally join. Uh, Absolutely. And if uh, if you are already a member of Tradies in Business and you don't like being on Facebook, whatever, you can go to the website, www.tradiesinbusiness.com.au. You can send us a message via that or if you've got a pigeon, you could strap a message to its leg and um, hope for the best. What about a fax? I'd love to get a fax. I haven't fax. had a fax for years. I used to mm -hmm. spend so much time standing at fax machines. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. They used to frustrate the hell out of me. You'd get halfway through a big, long fax in the paper <laughs> jam. Yeah. You'd have to call them and say, I'm sorry, could you please send that again? Or you'd, or you'd get this big fax and it was just all like squiggly lines and gobbledygook. And yes. you'd ring them and tell them. And then they get shitty and try and tell me it was my fax. It's like, no, this is a $1,000 fax machine. You check yours, dude. <laughs> oh, and the customer's always machines. right in that case. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. There you go. Closing out a fucking Friday. Um, so, yeah, head over to Facebook or the website. You know where to find us. And tell us what you think. We really, really, really want to hear from you, listener. Just we you. We do. You. We do. We value your opinion. Yes, you. If you're standing there thinking, am I talking to you? I'm talking to you. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks to our one listener for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've had enough. Right. Roger. Have a great uh, rest of your Friday. For fuck it Friday. It's been yeah. fun. Fuck it. Go Let's have a good Friday. do it again next week. Sounds good. Fuck it. We'll do it. All right. Uru. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.